Ronald Leska with you on Traditions on WFUFM and also bluesandrootsradio.com. Uh, many of you also know I'm also the president of the Hurdy Gurdy Folk Music Club. And back in April, we were scheduled to do a concert with our next guest. And unfortunately, the forecast was calling for a huge storm to come through our area. Uh, the days before, the ticket sales were frozen, basically, no pun intended. Uh, so we decided, you know, maybe in our best interest not to have it. And it turned out to be a beautiful day. But you know what? We rescheduled. October 6th is the is a new event, and I, I've been looking ahead at the forecast. There is no snow in the forecast, I'm happy to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're looking forward to a wonderful evening with Tom Chavin. And we're looking forward to a great afternoon with Tom. He's here in our studio today. How are you today, Tom? I'm doing great, Ron. Nice to be back, and I'm so looking forward to... Playing the Hurdy Gurdy again. Uh, how many how many years have you been doing that? Oh uh, well, the Hurdy Gurdy has been around since 1981. Uh, we've been in our current location in Fairlawn since 2007. So we're wow. Yeah, we've been around, and it's it's a, a lovely uh, cl- club uh, concert hall. It's yeah. really fun. It's yeah. always fun to play. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a nice intimate stage, and it's it's solo. Just you and the audience. It and, will be, yeah. I think. It's me me solo, and which is fun because I get a chance to sort of uh, stretch. And uh, anybody listening, if you're going to come to the show and, and have a song you want me to sing, you can go on my website. Right. And uh, there's a place where you can uh, request songs, and and most of them I will do. It depends on what what. Uh, what, what the request is, of course. <laughs> right. Something I know or one of my brother's tunes. Oh, uh, that. uh, that'd be lovely. Well, you know what? You got your guitar in I hand. I do. How about sharing one now? Sure. Let's see. I know the bad man ballads work songs and hollers too I learned the shouts and breakdowns I've lived the highway blues from Portland East to Portland West to Chi-Town Illinois somewhere in every music man there is the endless boy I'm a guitar child that's the thing made of wood and steel and string. Strike a chord, let it ring. I am a guitar child. It was Lomax Books and Guthrie and Pete Seeger that taught me. Hughie led there's twelve. String, Reverend Gary's ragtime jubilee, Robert Chet, Maybell, Big Bill Brunsy showed the way. And here I am, still trying to find something new to say. I'm a guitar child, that's the thing. Made of wood and steel and string Strike a chord, let it ring I am a guitar child Yeah It's a hard life 
for the kids and wife when they're the ones to stay. While I'm singing songs about myself a thousand miles away, I was born into music. It's become the family thing. Chasing rhyme and melody and dancing on a string. Been down every interstate up many a dusty road. Folks like me do not retire. We just reload. I'm a guitar child. That's the thing. Made of wood and steel and string. Strike a chord. Let it ring. I am a guitar. Yes, a guitar. I am a guitar child. <laughs> oh, I've always loved that song. That, that that's really your story there. I mean, guitar child from the early days to still going, and uh, I love that line about not retire, just reload. And that's it. Seems like you just keep getting better, Tom. I don't well, know. Well, thank you. It is it is a life's work at a certain point instead of a career. Yeah. Uh, my friend uh, David Amram said, "I love that song. I love that line about being a thousand miles away singing songs about myself." While my, <laughs> and uh, so I thought that was that was high praise sure. for another another old timer who has been around for a while. It's interesting how you, you uh, writing songs about uh, what you know, uh, your life, but you try to make them a little larger than just just that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And with some with some uh, stuff that touches people. Um, I, I I thought today I would do a bunch of story songs. Sure. And there's a story that uh, in that in that song I talked about. Uh, I was born into music. My dad was a great jazz drummer, Jim Chapin wrote a book in 1948 called uh, Advanced Techniques for the Modern Drummer. And uh, he told us, uh, his, his four mu- three musical sons, uh, and uh, a story about how he started. And, um, and, it, and it, it mentions Gene Krupa. Mm-hmm. So your, your listeners ought to know that Gene Krupa was the first great drum star in the big band right. age. And he, he totally inspired my dad. So here's a song that... Uh, my friend Cy Khan, who comes to me uh, uh, maybe once a year and, and says, "Let's bring me some stories, and we'll we'll write some stuff." And so I, I told him this story, and and uh, and this is a song we wrote together. He was only ten years old when he went off to war And they gave him a calfskin marching drum He beat it till his arms grew sore at Vicksburg in the wilderness The older kids showed him the way How to hold the sticks loose in his hands So he could play twelve hours a day he was listening to a distant drummer, learning from the sounds of history. You could hear the rhythm rolling down from drummer to drummer, from dad to me.
dad was 17 years old the year he went away. He skipped school for 52nd Street where he went to hear the big bands play. The joint was jumping, his heart was thumping. He'd found what he had to do. So he asked Gene Krupa late one night, would you teach me how to play like you? Gene said, kid, I don't do that. Here's who you should see. Sanford Moeller, that's his name. He teaches drums, hey, he taught me. Now Moeller had learned from old men who'd been drummer boys back in the Civil War. And he taught my dad how to hold the sticks so he could play 12 hours or more. He was listening to a distant drummer Learning from the sounds of history You could hear the rhythm rolling down From drummer to drummer From dad to me Dad was 49 years old teaching drums and me when Gene Krupa called him up one night and asked if he could come to see him the stroke had taken Gene's strength away he couldn't find the beat I guess and my dad taught him how to play again like they were marching through the wilderness he was listening to a distant drummer Learning from the sounds of history You could hear the rhythm rolling down From drummer to drummer From dad to me only 12 years old when dad bought me my first guitar and Manny's music on 48th where they treated me like the son of a star we never learned to play the drums but he taught us more than just a song how to hold the music loose in our hearts so we could play a whole life long he was listening to a distant drummer Learning from the sounds of history You could hear the rhythm rolling down From drummer to drummer From drummer to drummer From drummer to drummer From dad to me From dad to me Another beautiful song, Distant Drummer. Uh, I know you recorded that one a few years ago. You know, I'm, I'm listening to that, and, and your father, that the, the guitar book is still being used by many students, still influencing. I, I'm just wondering, I, I know you played the guitar. Your brother Harry played trumpet originally. Uh, yeah. Your brother Steve got a piano. Uh, did any of you ever pick up the drums or try it for your... We didn't. I uh, have two, uh, two uh, uh, half-brothers, two step-brothers, uh, uh, 
uh, who did and, and who still do. Uh, they live in, in Long Island. Uh, Paul Chapin is, uh, teaches at one of the schools out there, teaches guitar and banjo, and, uh, guitar and, and drums and, and bass and piano. Mm-hmm. And Christopher, uh, not Christopher, but uh, 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 there's, there's, there are two brothers who are musicians right. who, 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 who are really good drummers. Right. Uh, we never did, and uh, uh, we all took cla- classical instruments when we started. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad wasn't really in our house that much. You know, we, we, uh, my, he and my mom divorced when I was three. We saw him every weekend, but uh, it wasn't like you know there was a set, drum set in the house, right. and mm-hmm. so we didn't really learn that. And his mom uh, wanted us to learn the language of music, you know, mm-hmm. and so she paid for lessons at Greenwich House Music School mm-hmm. in... Uh, in in uh, in Greenwich Village, right? And uh, and I took clarinet first. Harry took trumpet. Steve took piano. Our oldest brother James took piano as well. I didn't have a very good teachers, and I was not moved by by clarinet at all. And when I was twelve, uh, we heard the Weavers, and I suddenly realized, wow, you could sing and play at the same time. Yeah. And that's when I started playing guitar. I have a song, actually has a song called uh, "Boys in the Choir," which right. talks about that age, that mm. time. Steve and I were choir boys. But here's the beginning of that. Greenwich House Music School, I was seven years of age. Fighting with the little notes, all swimming on a page. Squeaking, squawking clarinet, I hated truth to tell. I still can't play five years of music lessons shot to hell. But I learned to read a melody, which fit my mother's plans for me. Put the boys in the choir, take him off the street. If they're singing in church, then they're off the concrete. Put the boys in the choir, make a joyful noise. Turn these happy hoodlums into choir boys. Grace Church, Brooklyn Heights, my mother dragged me in to see. And McKittrick Choir Director waiting there for me. Auditioning at eight years old and scared as I could be. But I could sing the note she played and read a melody. I must have done all right. Cause that Friday night she put the boy in the choir. Take him off the street. If he's singing in church, then he's off the concrete. Put the boys in the choir, make a joyful noise. Turn these happy hoodlums into choir boys. Miss McKittrick took these tough young boys from the neighborhood. Lutheran, Catholic, Baptist, Jew, if you could sing, then you were good. Four days a week, she'd hold our heathen feet to the fire. She made the crime rate lower, and our voices higher. She put the boys in the choir.
heard the boys in the choir Turn these happy hoodlums into choir boys Tonight I'm standing on a stage I'm lining out a song Let the music lift our spirits Singing right from wrong Miss McKittrick smiling As I dance upon the wire All these long years later I'm still singing in the choir And if you can hold a melody Then you can sing with me Put the boys in the choir Take them off the street If they're singing in church Then they're off the concrete Put the boys in the choir Make a joyful noise Turn these happy hoodlums into choir boys Turn these happy hoodlums into choir That's a great memory. You know, I, I remember, I guess it was probably 1977, I saw your brother Harry, I think it was Carnegie Hall, and he had the choir from uh, the Grace Church there with him uh, oh, from my one of those concerts. Uh, it was just so touching, and he was yeah. telling the stories, too, how you all... Well, Harry actually was, um, was very spottily in the choir, not really in the uh-huh. choir, not in the boys' choir, for sure. He was a little bit older, and uh, Steve and I were... and. Um, the joke, of course, is he hung around the girls' choir a lot. <laughs> but uh, uh, he did sing a few times at the choir. And, of course, we did our first concert uh, at, uh, uh, as at Chapin Brothers uh, at, uh, at Grace Church in, in the spring. There was a spring concert. Mm-hmm. And it must have been 58, I think. Wow. Uh, somebody sent me a tape of it. Uh, there's a wonderful folk singer up, up, uh, up, upstate named Dan- da- Daniel Bergren. Uh, and he uh, and he was a choir boy with us as well. Oh, really? It was a powerful choir. John Wallace, Harry's bass player, was was a, a soprano soloist, and um, um, uh, there was a, the lead singer for the Chicago, band Chicago was in it. Wow! Uh, An all star group there. It was it was it was really an, a wonderful. Uh, very good a choir in the, in the tradition of the Anglican choirs, right. you know, a choir of boys and men. There was also was a girl, girls' choir, but Anne McKittrick was a very powerful choir director, and quite well known. Uh, we kind of came at the end of her career. She was, mm-hmm. I think, in her seventies uh, when we got there. But she brooked no. <laughs> no. we, she took care, make sure that we were yeah. good, and 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 we didn't. Uh, and and from my mother's point of view, it was really important because uh, here we are these boys in Brooklyn. She had these boys and then t- took care of us sure. uh, th- uh, Tuesday afternoon, Thursday afternoon, Friday night, and Sundays. Wow. So it was like a way of, wow, that's, this is cool. And, and obviously, you know, mentioning all the names there, it, it, you all took something from it. I mean, it may, may not be the kind of music you, you play now, but there were things that you've learned and I'm sure you are carrying to, through to this day. Well, very much so. Uh, and and uh, actually, when we started as the Chapin Brothers, I was 12 and Harry was 14 and Steve was 11. Uh, Harry was kind of the lead dog about, we can do this, and he was very brave about that. But Steve and I were, were actually, uh, in terms of singers, were much better than he was. So we were the harmony. He had two younger brothers who could sing harmony right mm-hmm. away. <laughs> and Harry was Melody Chapin, you know. <laughs> he'd, right. he'd write these songs and, and, and sing the melody. And uh, 
talking about mothers, I, I understand you just lost yours. Yes, and, and I'm. And we were all our, our send our warmth warm to you. What a wonderful life she had. Yeah, ninety six years old. I'm going to be playing some songs later on. In fact. I've got a song from Dan Bregman that you mentioned uh, that he wrote uh, that I think was fitting for that. So oh, cool. That, well, maybe I'll write. Can I sing a song? I would love about that. my oh, mom. Thank you. Yes. I didn't want to be. Uh, this is a song that uh, my mom was still alive when I wrote it, but it's uh, she was a, a, a cloth artist, and I and I'm, a couple of my albums. In fact, the one just before the latest one, the latest one's called "Live at the Turning Point," but the one before, the year before that, was one called "Threads," and, and the cover is actually one of my mother's. Uh, embroideries. Oh, wow. And uh, so let me, let me see if I can do this song. My mother is an artist, been one all her life. While she was busy being daughter, sister, mother, worker, wife. But her quiet eyes kept watch all through every hard work day. Till she found the time to shape the world her way. Life's not what it should be. You learn that early on. When you're the eldest daughter of a marriage that goes wrong But through 90 years, through all the tears for loved ones who have died She held on to the artist there inside And when we'd wound ourselves as children sometimes do She's the one who we would run home to and I still, to my surprise, seek approval in her eyes, in my mother's quiet eyes. A family is a lonely ship. We are thrust into. She had six boys, a joyful noise, but what a rowdy crew. But sewing was a refuge, her quiet in the storm, a secret place that somehow kept her warm. She'd take a piece of fabric, she'd pin it on the wall. Colors, shapes, and patterns, she would use them all. A small idea to build upon, to carry through each day, till home at night to make her art her way. And though we've moved away as children someday do, she's the one who we would run home to. I still, to my surprise, seek the light there in her eyes, in my mother's quiet eyes. My mother is an artist. I'm an artist's son 
And when things get a little rough, I think what she has done. Trying to keep a watch all through another hard work day Till home at night to shape the world my way And though I've moved away as children someday do She's the one who we all run home to And I still, to my surprise, seek the light there in her eyes in my mother's quiet eyes in my mother's quiet eyes uh, thank thank you for sharing that song i've i've always loved that since you first wrote that I've been playing it every Mother's Day on, I, on this yeah. program, and uh, yeah. it's so true. You know, I was no matter how old we are, we always still seek that approval in, in her eyes, and uh, that really hit home. The first time I sang it live, I wasn't sure about it, and uh, and um, and it was actually down in uh, in Baltimore. Our friend Doug Mishkin, who uh, the, the folk singer wrote uh, Woody's Children. Mm-hmm had us down to play this at a synagogue down there and uh, and I, I did it at, at, at the uh, sound check and and Doug said you got to do that song so I did it and and the, and all these men our age were out there <laughs> yeah their yeah eyes. yeah <laughs> women were, were really moved by it but the men it was yeah. really interesting to talk about your mom in a way uh, you know, I, it's it was easy to write about my dad who was such a character Right. Uh, this one was uh, I had I had the lyric I didn't know what to do with it I sent it to m- my great piano player John Cobert and he he got that tune to it which is just so cool yeah <laughs> which I never would have come up with that's the great thing about collaboration you yeah. know it, it, sometimes <laughs> you find things oh I didn't know I could do that yeah. wow <laughs> and I couldn't by myself right I did with them so. the things we learn. Speaking of learning, um, I want to play something that your assistant Claudia sent me because this is a, a you know you're doing a lot of your your life story here, and, and, <laughs> and, a, and a big part of it was uh, the, the early '70s when you were the host of Make a Wish, uh, Peabody Award winning show, which was you really won a, a, an Emmy as well. An Emmy is Peabody well, yeah. an Emmy. It's, it's called Make a Wish. It was on Sunday mornings, some places was Saturday mornings. Syndicated show on ABC. Uh, and a guy named Lester Cooper wrote the show, and uh, I, I was hired to uh, be the the artist and uh, to be the, the the host, and just me and a guitar. I just ran into a couple of uh, people who uh, I, I do this awful time. People our age go uh, come with me and say, "I remember you on Make a Wish. You yeah. know what was great about that? You were the only guy with just a guitar on television, and I you, you really inspired me that you could do this." <laughs> And, of course, the songs, when I got the show, they said, okay, I, well, we need you to write some songs. And I said, well, I don't really write. I hadn't started writing them. But I have a brother who does. And I got my brother Harry as the writer. He wrote All My Life's a Circle for that right. show. And he wrote uh, two shows for every show, every, two songs for every show. And he made more money than I did, actually, from the <laughs> TV of being the host. But uh, uh, that, so it was five years times 26 songs, a bunch of songs that Harry wrote. The, the last five years, four years, uh, Harry suddenly had hit with Taxi and was was a major hit. So he and Sandy would would uh, write write lyrics to it, and then the, at the last minute before I had to go do stuff, they'd, he'd sit down and write a tune to it. So on my way to the second year, I, I actually 
uh, started writing, rewriting his stuff oh, uh, wow. because he hadn't really had the time to do great. And that's when I learned that I could, hey, I can, you can write yourself. But uh, at one point, I, uh, we recorded uh, an, uh, an album of some of the best songs of Make-A-Wish. And it never was released. And in fact, I, the masters were lost because uh, the, the studio went under. Uh, but I had a cassette of it, and I uh, we ran off a CD of that, I think, and maybe that's what Claudius. Which what song is she? Did she send you the song "Rain"? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Is, is this one of Harry's? Uh, it's uh, it's I think it's a Harry lyric, and and and, and maybe a, a good the melody might have been changed by me a little bit. Uh-huh. But it's it's a, it's it's very much a collaboration in right. that sense. Well, this has not been aired anywhere else, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. So since it was on Make a Wish, so we're going to take a listen now. This goes back. Cool. What, year, what year would this be? Uh, well, it was it was between seventy one and seventy five the year the summers that I recorded recorded the show. Uh, this was probably seventy eight when I uh-huh. did this album. Oh, well, let's take a listen. Okay. Here's here's Tom Chapin and Rain. Not so long ago, it seemed the sun would always shine. The wonders of the world were yours and you were always mine. Maybe I'm feeling low, but since you went away, it seems that every morning brings another rainy day. And raindrops are running down the window pane. Puddles are forming down below, and it's fast becoming another rainy day. With no good place for me to go When you were here with me All was in its place My life was your canvas You drew smiles upon my face But you used watercolors That were made for the sun And every rainy day I have to watch your colors run And raindrops are running down The window pane Puddles are forming down below And it's fast becoming another rainy day With no good place for me to go That's a Harry song. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, no good place for me to go. <laughs> wow. Cool. That is that's a wonderful song. Uh, I, there, there must be more of these songs. There are. Yeah. There's a there's a, there's a full album's worth. And and I think what what might do this year is uh, is do the you know the best to make a wish and, and maybe do a maybe put up on the website or something. Yeah. You know, just stream it as opposed to uh, as opposed to re, re, you know making a CD of it. Sure. It's sitting there actually. I'm glad you reminded me because. Uh, uh, 
That's good. Cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool to hear that, and, and your voice still sounds so great. I mean, that was well, uh, I, that was when little, I was I, I was I was the high voice <laughs> in the Chapin Brothers. <laughs> and what happens over the time is that you, that you age. I like to think it's uh, aged in a nice way, but yes. it's uh, but I hear those. Day. Wow. Oh, it's, it's mellowed out. It's nicer. Okay. Yeah, like fine wine. Aged, you know? yes. Right. Like, right. Like, like some kind of wine. <laughs> <laughs> that was fine wine. Uh, well, those of you just tuning in, Tom <laughs> Chapin is with us today. He's going to be appearing at the Hurdy Gurdy Folk Music Club on Saturday, October 6th at the Fairlawn Community Center in Fairlawn, New Jersey. HurdyGurdyFolk.org for more information or call the Hurdy Gurdy Hotline at 201 384 1325. And I know that by heart because I'm also the president of the Hurdy Gurdy, as well as being your host. I'm Ron Alesco and uh, Tom Chapin in the studio with us today. Um, you know, looking back at all, all of your life, I mean, all these wonderful songs and that you've been, stories you've been telling us today. Have you ever thought of writing a book, you know, your memoirs? People have been asking me to do this. Uh, writing a memoir is, a, is I've, I've discovered, is requires a whole different set of uh, skills, Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm getting closer. Okay. Uh, I, I decided the way to do this is just tell stories, right. as opposed to try to write some kind of you know uh, great tome. Yeah. But just talk about the people I've met and the, and, and the things that have happened and that kind of stuff because uh, they've disappeared a lot of them, you know. Um, and and I, I you know I spent a lot of years. Uh, Idolizing and then being, becoming a friend of Pete Seeger's, you know, mm-hmm. and doing stuff with him, and of course my brother Harry, and 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 uh, so uh, my wife, my kids, and a bunch of people who know me said, "You should, you should write a, you, yeah, they, but it, it requires, you know, two or three hours a day sitting yeah. at the desk and just doing it." Well, we'll talk to Garnet Rogers because he wrote a beautiful book about his travels with yeah. his brother Stan, and uh, yeah. again, those stories were. Uh, you know, to lose those stories. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a shame, and to have that now, it's it's, it's a wonderful thing, and it's also to help younger generations. Uh, well, understand what it, you guys it, went best through. Best of that, yeah. Uh, what's interesting, I, I am I'm a real fan of stories, uh, mm-hmm. as as of course Harry was. Um, I, actually, his song I'm going to sing. It was on the Threads recording. Uh, it's one that Saikon and I finished, but it actually the started with our friend, uh, great friend Scott Ainsley. Mm-hmm. A great uh, jazz, um, blues guitarist right. and a wonderful singer and a good writer. And he lives in Brattleboro, and he, he was coming by. He said, I got a story I want to tell you. So we started this story together. It's about uh, Julia Ward Howe. And, uh, and uh, you'll find out who she is if you don't know. I bet a lot of you know her name, and you should. This is one of those interesting things. Uh, I was listening uh, to uh, NPR. Jill Lepore just wrote a, a book, a great book about America. And she was talking about how, uh, how many times in America there's these, these great kind of uh, religious things happen. You know, and, and there's one happening now in a certain sense. The, uh, the Me Too movement is almost a religious movement. It's, it's really a, trying to cha- make the world a better place. And, uh, and uh, Julia Ward Howe was one of the women who was very involved with the suffragette movement. And she talked about how the suffragettes actually were a good amount of the power behind the, getting uh, getting women women to vote, not only but also uh, black power, you know, and about it, uh, freeing the slaves and and that whole thing. So uh, this is a, a kind of unknown by a lot of people anyway uh, story about her. Mm-hmm. 
She wrote the bitter vintage of the grapes of wrath. She coined the lightning's terrible swift sword. Her name was Julia Wardhouse, and the battle hymn she wrote once helped our sons to fight the Civil War. These fighting words that poured out so swiftly from her pen went to the waiting watchfires of Bull Run. From Shiloh to the wilderness to the fields of Gettysburg, in every Union camp her song was sung. But she looked back in sorrow and wished she'd found these words before. May every hymn of battle become a prayer for peace that never sends another soul to war. She had seen too much of killing and the toll that war exacts and seeking ways to make the carnage cease. Julia called to every woman across this war-torn earth to gather in a Mother's Day for peace. Arise with me, arise, all women who have hearts. Our losses age as far beyond our years. We can no longer justify the cannon's fearsome roar, nor use our nation's flag to dry our tears. Let us look toward tomorrow and work together shore to shore till every hymn of battle becomes a prayer for peace that never sends another soul to war. For thirty years, brave mothers met together every June. Then Woodrow Wilson named a holiday that turned this great assembly of women against war into a card and candy chocolate-filled cliché. But if we love our mothers, and of course we do, when we celebrate them every month of May, remember Julia Wardhouse and the dream she dreamed that Mother's Day might make war go away. Mother's Day might make war go away. have seen the glory of what this world could be when the sacred goal we're striving for transfigures you and me when the work that women do for peace shall make all people free as we go marching on glory glory hallelujah glory glory hallelujah glory
I felt like standing at attention there for that. <laughs> uh, it has that. Thing it does. It. A beautiful song. And yeah, that 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 reminded me as you as you're singing that. And one of the reasons I've always loved folk music, it's because of the stories. It's because of learning things about people you may not know. And that's I think it's always been an attraction to me. And and I know for you, you know, so many years doing family concerts, you were doing the same thing there. Well, uh, the thing that's interesting about there are some Woody Guthrie songs you wouldn't know about. The uh, the people who, uh, who who got lost in that in that in that train ride, uh, oh, that, Los, Los Gatos yeah, people right. at all, and and they just found their names recently, yeah, and that and uh, the pastures of plenty, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, the Ludlow mining disaster come these songs that that have come down to us and and, and remind us of things, and music has a way of uh, doing it in a, in a way that that uh, uh, goes in. Logic is not part of it. It just goes in, in some kind of emotional way. And suddenly you find yourself in that place, feeling, feeling what those people felt. Sure. And uh, I know I, I've been listening to, uh, I'm, 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 uh, in my car, on my phone, I have a, uh, a Pete Seeger concert at Bowdoin College in 1963, maybe, or something. Right. And there's so many songs. And he never proselytize at all you could say he never said you should do this and we should be doing something never it was just you'd sing a song about something happening and and you just totally get it because it was a, a human emotion and it's it, it, and that's the best of, of folk music in that sense yeah and you I mean, mentioning pete uh you know you were friends of, with pete i know you that wonderful 90th birthday concert at, oh my gosh in <laughs> madison square garden um now you know Pete's gone. You know people like yourself taking up the mantle and other and, and younger generations. Uh, I mean, what do you think? Uh, is, music has changed obviously so much. Are you think they're, they're still getting that message? Uh, every generation gets its own message, you know. Uh, but uh, that, that the power of what Pete did and started um, is uh, will keep going. You yeah. know, I, I'm reminded of my brother James when at Harry's death, when brother Harry died, and we were all just sort of crushed and the world was, had shaken and here was this force that was gone and who had started why hunger and long island cares and all these things and james my oldest brother got up and at his funeral said you know we can't be harry we can't replace him but what we can do is fill our own shoes a little fuller and that was a light bulb for me about how do you live your life and it's the same way with pete gone, mm-hmm. being gone uh there's no way to replace this person, uh, but there is a way for you and me and all of us to just fill the void a little stronger by, by ourselves. Right. Do what we can do, maybe a little stronger. Be inspired by it and, and carry on. You know, are there things that you think you're doing that inspire? Um, well, you? I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm a board member of yeah. of, of Why Hunger, uh, and I'm the longest running board member, and uh, and that that is that is a st- astonishing. Uh, powerful uh thing to do uh those of you who are who uh, are listening can go to uh, why hunger whyhunger.org and find out the amazing things they're doing we're coming into uh the fall so the hungerthon will be ca- coming up pretty soon for them uh they have for you know over 40 years have have put hungry people in touch with food and helped them towards self-reliance and we are part of a really a a, a movement a uh, uh of trying to uh, trying to really make uh, hungry people obsolete, you mm-hmm. know. 
and that hunger is, is Harry felt early on, hunger is an obscenity, and, yeah. and in America it really is. Cause, and so that's one thing. But also just the concerts are, uh, it's, it's really interesting just to, uh, and I, you know, last night I did a benefit for the, uh, uh, for the Ferry Sloops, actually Friday night, mm-hmm. up in uh, Anasening. And, you know, you see so you do those, those things. It comes with the territory, being a Hudson Valley resident, Hudson Valley folk singer. There's lots of stuff we do, you know. Clearwater itself, uh, and and but in a larger sense, what the kind of music that I do and the stories that I tell, you know, there's, there's something very magical about doing a concert in front of a live concert, mm-hmm. and, and that's one of the things I'm, I urge your listeners to do: to really go see, go see live concerts. It's very different uh, from face to screen. Face yeah. to face is uh, is what moves you, what uh, uh, engages you, and if you get into a good concert, uh, it, it 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 really is 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 wonderful. I I, I uh, the older I get, the more I realize what a powerful thing that is, mm-hmm. and how people come up to me and just say thank you. That was a, just a fabulous evening, and and you brought back so many memories, and you brought some new ideas, and. And if you can do that, that's uh, that, that's not a small thing. No, definitely not. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I was thinking yesterday. Paul Simon did his farewell concert, and uh, you know, I, I think back on folk music, and I think of all the wonderful house concerts, and also the venues we have, places like the Hurdy Gurdy, where you get close to the artists, and the audi- audience picks up on, it and the artist does. It's it's more of a a community, uh, I think, than a lot of other types of music. Um, as you've kind of become part of this all through the decades, um, any regrets, any wishes that you may have done something different in your life, or is this something that you've always felt I, yourself had to do? Well, I, I never thought of, uh, you know, I didn't, this was not a plan. You right. know, it, every day is, is sort of, what are we going to do now? But I followed open doors, and I've had an interesting career. When you look back, it seemed like there, there was are. a path, you know. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm doing it, you, you know, you, well, I don't know. You know <laughs> my, my stepson, John, just said, and I was talking about, well, I'm not sure. And he said, Tom, you've had this fabulous career, you know, yeah. from out the outside. And, and the inside, you're always, you know, you're, you're, it, it's, it's the past is prologue and, you, and, you, and, you, and you're working towards stuff. But I don't regret what I've, what I've done. I, I, I feel like this is a magical thing that I get to do. Yeah. I get to write my own material. I get to play it. I get to meet. Uh, I remember, here's another quote I will do. I'll quote Pete Seeger. Uh, the first concert I did with Harry and Pete for a, for a, a world then world hunger out in uh, out in Huntington, and uh, and it was Harry Harry Chapin, Tom Chapin, and, and Pete Seeger, and, and Pete uh, beforehand there was a young reporter who came, who came to talk to us. He wanted to talk to Pete. You know, he said, "Mr. Seeger, you spent your whole life doing these concerts for causes. Has it ever made a difference?" And Pete said, "I don't know, but I do know. I've met the good people, people with live hearts, live eyes, live minds." Uh, and I thought, bingo, you yeah, know, yeah. That's <laughs> how clear that is. You know? <laughs> uh, and in a sense, that's true. You know, you, you, uh, it's, it's, it's been a wonderful life. Yeah. I've been able to knock on wood to get my kids through school. And, uh, and they are now, you know, some, two of them are, are, are performing. The Chapin sisters, Abigail and Lily, who are just miraculously good. Oh, yeah. uh, it always surprised me. And, and Harry's daughter, Jen, is just astonishingly good. She has, she's got a new uh, uh, live album that she's on... Uh, uh, pledge music. Uh, check out jenchapin.com and uh, you can help her get that album out. It's, it's a live album she just did up, did up in Nova Scotia mm-hmm. uh, when we were there this this August. So, I mean, I, 
there's, there's, it, regrets are ridiculous. You know, right. what, 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 regret, regret, regretting things. I mean, maybe something you said once, or the things you didn't say. But in, in, in life, really, you, you learn and you go forward. And uh, my, uh, my my grandma Chapin, my dad's mom, lived 101, and mm. she was uh, a great teacher and a, and a person. She once said, she many times said to us, "If you can do something about it, do it. If you can't, let it go." Mm. That's Good why words. she lived 101 yeah. years old. <laughs> Good words. Well, speaking of the future, I know you've got some things going on. You, you got a, a new, uh, the, another picture book coming out, right? Uh, yes. Uh, well, there's a one that just came out called the Library Book, which is based on a library song. But we just heard that this Pretty Planet is going to be uh-huh. done. But that's a thing about books; they take a while. Yeah. But we, we have this wonderful artist named Lee Smith, and uh, that'll be out in the, in, the, in the in the 19s. You know, the mm-hmm. 2019. Uh, God willing, and the crick don't yeah. rise, as they used to say. And uh, but the new one is is in its third printing already this year, uh, based on the library song. You know, uh, I'm going down to the library, picking out a book, check it in, check it out. So if you need a a, a wonderful book for uh, for four to ten year olds, this is the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost every library in America has it. You can go to your library and, and pick it out too. Uh-huh. And uh, and Scholastic picked it up to to to, to sell in schools. So I'm, we're just thrilled about that. Yeah. It's nice when uh, to see one of your song lyrics. It was Michael Mark, and I wrote that. And the one before that was the Backwards Birthday Party with John Forster. And see it illustrated and in, and in, and in book form is is something I just find wonderful. Oh, it's got to be a great reward. And you've got the the live CD, which we talked about last time you were here. That came out earlier this right. year. Right. It's at the turning point with with Michael and John, my Michael and Mark, and, and John Corbett, my wonderful man, and my daughters. And uh-huh. even Jessica was here. My stepdaughter, Jessica, was usually in California. And so they had three daughters singing on that. Uh-huh. And it was just wonderful to, 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 to do that. Uh, and there were songs that I I'd, uh, uh, that I wanted to revisit, and I do live. And people so many times ask me, uh, we finish a concert, they say, which one is most like what you did tonight? <laughs> and if I said, none of them are, right, you know? right. but that's, this one is. Uh, this is most like a live concert. Well, you, for all our listeners, you can see Tom live on Saturday, October 6th at the Hurdy Gurdy Folk Music Club at the Fairlawn Community Center. Hurdygurdyfolk.org is the uh, website. And uh, Tom, you know, you know, we're running out of time. Would you, would you mind sharing another song with us? Sure. Let's see. Let me put a capo on. I'm uh, of an age where I have five grandchildren. And this is a song that I wrote with Cy Khan when my two daughters, Abigail and Lily, were expecting. They ended up having babies, little girls, five weeks apart. Little Elspeth and little Willa. But this is before they were born. They were both pregnant. The wind is in the trees on this January morn. There's music on the breeze. For you were almost born Your grandpa is waiting for you to appear He's walking through the snow On the first day of the year He will rock you in his dreams He will dream you in his sleep He's made himself a promise He promises to keep your mother is his daughter he will do his best for you that's what grandpas do there's icing on the sidewalk it cracks beneath his feet a 
Another daughter's labor sends him walking down the street. This time he's waiting for February's child. The wind turns the corner, looks at him and smiles. He will rock you in his dreams. He will dream you in his sleep. He's made himself a promise. He promises to keep. Your mothers are his daughters. He will do his best for you. That's what grandpas do. Another season turning, it's good to be alive. He's wondering how he got to be grandfather to five. Four times a father, three daughters and a son. The winter ice is melting, a new spring has begun. He will rock you in his dreams, he will dream you in his sleep. He's made himself a promise, he promises to keep. You've opened up his heart to voices young and new. That's what grandchildren do for you. That's what grandchildren do. Beautiful song, and you know that reminded me of the uh, the old T-shirt that used to say, "If I knew grandchildren were so much fun, I think I would have had them first. You know, <laughs> I could tell I could tell you're you're, you're enjoying being a grandpa. <laughs> I am. Uh, my daughters Abby and Lily have taken over their mom's store in Piermont, Abigail Rose uh-huh. Women's Children. Um, I mean, uh, women's and children's, but mostly a women's clothing store that my wife has had for thirty three years. Yeah, and that means uh, we live there, so it means that we babysit for the two year olds, at least <laughs> each of them two days a week. So I see El- little Elspeth and little, we call her E.E., and little, uh, and little uh, Willa, and it's been s- spectacular. I forgot how much fun little kids are, especially when you don't have to be their parent and right. worry about all the rest of that. <laughs> you know, you just love them to death and then send them home. Uh, <laughs> but they give you good workout, too, I'm they sure. Do. Yeah. They do. They do. Uh, they do. They call me Papa Tom. Papa Tom. And Nana Bonnie. Uh. Well, well, Papa Tom, you know, I, I, I'm, I've just noticed you have your banjo with you today. I I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you if you could share something on that. How, how much time we got? We've got some time. I'll, right. uh, don't worry. Let's, let's do what <laughs> how much time do you have, as I should ask? Well, I, I, I'm ready to go. Let's see. Yeah. Let's, do, uh, let's do one of the great story songs ever written, and I won a Grammy for it, even though I didn't write it. It was written by Steve Goodman, big hit by Arlo Guthrie. Arlo, yeah, Arlo Guthrie, and uh, I want a Grammy for narrating a children's book, and it goes like this. You guys will know this. I'm riding on the city of New Orleans, Illinois Central, Monday morning rail. There's 15 cars and 15 restless riders. Three conductors, 25 sacks of mail. We're out on the southbound Odyssey and the train pulls out of Kankakee. Riding past the houses, farms, and fields. Passing trains that have no name and freight yards full of old black men. The graveyards are rusted automobiles. 
It's good morning, America. How are you? Don't you know me? I'm your native son. I'm the train they call the city of New Orleans. I'll be gone 500 miles when the day is done. When I was dealing cards with the old men in the club car, Penny a point, there were no one keeping score. Say, won't you pass the paper bag that holds a bottle? You could hear the wheels grumbling through the floor. And the sons of Pullman porters and the sons of engineers ride their father's magic carpet made of steel. Mothers with their babes asleep go rocking to the gentle beat. The rhythm of the rails is all they feel. It's good morning, America. How are ya? Don't you know me? I'm your native son. I'm the train they call the city of New Orleans. I'll be gone 500 miles when the day is done. It's midnight on the city of New Orleans Changing cars in Memphis, Tennessee It's halfway home and we'll be there by morning In the Mississippi darkness rolling down to the sea And all the towns and people seem to fade into a bad dream This train still ain't heard the news The conductor sings his song again. Passengers will please refrain. This train's got the disappearing railroad blues. It's good night, America. How are ya? Don't you know me? I'm your native son. I'm the train they call the city of New Orleans. I'll be gone 500 miles when the day is done. What a classic song and what a classic artist, Tom oh, Chapin. Thank you. Oh, thank you so that much. That song uh, managed to tell the history of, of railroading and, with, and be so positive and yet also bittersweet. Yeah. Uh, it's an yeah. amazing song. It is. Well, uh, I want to thank you for coming by today and spending oh, pleasure, some time man. with thank us. Thank you. Looking forward to the Hurdy Gurdy on, on October 6th. Saturday, October 6th, 8 p.m., Fairlawn Community Center, Fairlawn, New Jersey. Hurdygurdyfolk.org for more information and the phone number for the Hurdy Gurdy hotline. 201-384-1325. And again, I'm also the president of the Hurdy Gurdy, as well as your host on Traditions, Ron Alesco. And uh, my guest today has been Tom Chapin. And Tom, again, thanks for being here. But before you go, I'm going to play one song from your CD as we, as we say goodbye. And this right. is a song because I guess, you know, it feels a little chill in the air. And uh, this is a song called Autumn Rain. Uh, ah. Any... Um, Background well, the, to this? Well, I, it, it started as a, as, a, as a guitar piece. And then I... And then I uh, and then I, I came up with some words for it. Mm-hmm. So this is a total Tom song, and written about this time of year when it started to be, uh, started to be kind of kind of gray and cool. Very happy for the coolness, but yeah. it, but you miss some of the sunshine. Right, it'll be it'll be coming back, and again there'll be sunshine at the Hurdy Gurdy October sixth. Tom Chapin, thanks for being here again today. A delight, Ron. Thanks. <laughs>
I look out on autumn rain Splashing on the window pane Here it comes again That feeling I remember Another gray and stormy sky As the rain-filled clouds blow by Here they come again I remember summer's gone and now the autumn rain, the autumn rain. Check the windows and back door, walk the darkened house once more, here it comes again. I remember summers left me with the autumn rain, the autumn rain. September's cold and rainy dawn might remind me as if I could forget you're gone Tighten up and buckle down Pack the car and head for town On the radio Our song Do you Summer's gone, here comes the autumn rain, the autumn rain, the autumn rain. And that's Tom Chapin, song called Autumn Rain. Again, our thanks to Tom for coming by today. He will be at the Hurdy Gurdy on Saturday, October the 6th, uh, 8 p.m. at the Fairlawn Community Center, Fairlawn, New Jersey. HurdyGurdyFolk.org is the website. And again, just a reminder, I'm also the president of the Hurdy Gurdy Folk Music Club, as well as being your host on Traditions. I'm Ron Alesco, and uh, we've got more music coming up.